Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Blended in Business podcast. So I thought this would be amazing as a rebroadcast because Lou and I were chatting about how hard it is to raise kids. I mean, as you know, or if you don't know, we are a blended family. We have four kids, two girls, two boys. And I thought this conversation that we had pretty much about a year ago is so wild how things can change just in a year. And even in one of the things we were chatting about about our youngest, which is the only child between us two that we share, Grayson, how Lou mentions that he hopes that school or just the world itself does not, you know, or social media, I think he mentioned, doesn't dim his light. And it's crazy how between now and then we made the decision to homeschool him for that exact reason. So take a listen, make sure you share, subscribe, leave a review, tag at Blended and Business Podcast. I will be so, so, so grateful. Thank y'all for listening. Welcome to the Blended and Business Podcast, where we talk about all the things uncut, unedited, because we are real, authentic people delivering real, authentic advice. Tune in now. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Blended and Business Podcast. We are back. We back. Let's go. All right, y'all. Like so, I'm the baby. Okay. And <laughs> anyway, today we are talking about raising kids, how hard it is, and how hard, even harder it can be because you're a blended family. Yes. So we're just going to like dive right on in. Okay. So. If you don't know, Luna, we have four kids total. And we had before we met, I had two girls from my first marriage. He has he had a son from his first marriage. And then together we have the wonderful <laughs> Grace and Liam. <laughs> he really thinks he is all that and a bag of chips. But he is. Anywho, so I've actually worked very hard to make him think that, by the way. So I think he was honestly born like that. And then easier. He was born like that. Very hard to. I really hope that social media, as he gets older, does not take that away from him. And school, because school is good for taking that type of stuff away from him. Yes. We've seen, you know, pretty much different phases of kids uh, we've had of course babies and then but in our household the ages range from pretty much like almost 16 to six years old so we have all these different age ranges all these different dynamics all these different personalities it's just it can be hard especially when they hit the teenage years and Mm -hmm. the puberty starts and all the things that a lot of people don't even talk about they just talk about like the babies and oh they're so cute and then they start walking and talking no one just prepares you, I feel like, for the teenage years. Amen. In the preteen years. Self-taught. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? And then, of course, Amen. everything that we've learned is like, in this day and age, we probably shouldn't do today. So we have to actually take our own and make it our own within our family. Right. But add on that top layer that we're also a blended family. Oh, that's another level. Yes, it's so difficult because you're dealing with different personalities but also children that are not biologically yours but you're helping to raise them Mm -hmm. you're like this bonus parent but at the same time 
there's boundaries with that. You can't do exactly what the parent would do. Like for you example, certain things that you can say and do with Grayson, you can't do with the girls. Well, certain things I can say and do with the boys, period. Oh, yes. I will say Even that plays a role. About, yes. Even if they want yes. biologically. Yes. You're, you're right. I think that that plays a role gracious. of the boys and the girls. If that's such a thing as boy dad and girl dad, I was definitely not meant to be a girl dad. I know I feel like I could, <laughs> no. if I had a biological one, I think I could, I could be a good one, though. I mean, I think you... You would have had to start from scratch Definitely. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Take a lot of learning. I always tell Lou, like, you're going to be like the best grandparent. Oh, like, I feel like he, we're going to end up. To be honest, all grand... okay. Not all. Okay. Right. Okay. That could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not all grandparents are created equal. Um, but no, I, I always tell Lou that I feel okay, like. Wait, wait. Most grandparents are better, is what. Then they are as parents, yes, because yes. they don't have to raise them. They're just and like they, and, they're, and they learn for some they reason. learn. They get softer. Well, I think What's up with that? I think because they don't no longer have to raise a child, and they're older, and they're just tired. It's the same oh. thing of like the youngest kid is always a little bit more like they can do more than what the older ones could do. It's because the parent is tired. Like I'm the youngest of three. My sisters will always say, "You let Tessa do this, this, this. You never let me." And I think, honestly, my mama was just tired. She's like, y'all drained me. Like, just don't die. Like, stay alive. <laughs> Live yeah. your best life. I don't know. I'm exhausted. And I honestly feel that in a sense, even with Grayson, even though I am on him. But I can see sometimes where I might give a little bit more wiggle room with him than I did with the girls because I am older and because I am tired sometimes. I'm just like, okay, just, you know, stay alive. Go somewhere and stay alive. I view it as, no, I view it as one, well, for me personally, my own experiences, I just learned a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, based on how you you've maybe like on your first kid, you're probably raising them in the manner that you was raised. Or some book you read. Or Yes. And um, then you go learning and figuring things out on your own and realizing, oh, you know what? This thing that I was hard on you on is really not that bad. And then you start to like, that's how, I mean, personally, that's how I learn when I learn from other kids and them expressing their feelings and telling me, you know, and then I, you know, sit back and acknowledge like, oh, okay, maybe I could have did that a little bit different. And, um, the, and, and that's how I, I, I personally view it or think about it. Not all kids can be, treated and brought up the same so yeah. i really don't like when a kid is like oh they do this but they can't but we didn't do that i was like you know we, we just didn't we didn't have the same tools <laughs> yeah because the girls different. will definitely call lou out they're like well you let him this or you but then with us and but they're older now so they get yeah. it they'll say it but they ultimately they understand that okay we have learned quite a bit between when they were little and now with Grayson being little. Yeah. You know, back then, like if somebody said or did or did something or, you know, having too much fun, like running in puddles, I'm like, don't do that. Oh, Lou hated He hated and mess I when I met him. Like, Go ahead and live your life. I know. You know when when we met, like, <laughs> when we met, he's like, he can't do mess. Like none of that. Oh, that's spaghetti. If I, I made saw, spaghetti, okay. I still to this I day, if I make spaghetti, I though. Still, I think that's why, though, I just. He's like, I just don't want to be around. He used to throw the spaghetti on the wall. (laughs) 
it's all over that little play thing with the chair and that plant. No, the high chair. It was I too much for I, you. When I met Tessa, she actually used to make, make fun of me. Because I still used to feed my son. I'm like, let me do this. One, it's gonna he be was, faster. He was two, three. You're not gonna make a mess. Yes, I was like, and so I when he met me, come true, and I'm just I'm like. But here's the thing. When you met me also, I my background's early childhood education. So I was an infant slash toddler uh, teacher at the time. And yeah. so I'm like, dude, my babies in my class feed themselves. So you're going to sit here and feed your three-year-old. Like, let him do it. That's what teaches him his motor skills, like all the things. And he's like, no, I don't want mess. I don't like mess. And it's faster. When uh, when I was on St. Thomas, I think it was last year, um, which is very shocking to me. I'm not going to lie, because even here, I would have not let Gray jump in these muddy puddles like Peppa Pig. <laughs> he was at St. Thomas. And my mom calls me out, you know, Hispanics, it's just loud. So I go out and I'm like, oh, okay, you just try out first. So I just opened the gate and I just stood there and the dude literally ran back and forth, back and forth in puddles, <laughs> jumping in it, jumped in it. And gave I asked a heart attack. Ask my mom, how did she really <laughs> feel? Because after a while, she had stood next to me, and I was just talking to her, and he's running in the middle of the street, literally in the streets, by the way, running into potholes and jumping in it. And as soon as he was finished, which lasted only like three or five minutes, I kindly went ahead, took him inside, rinsed him down, changed his clothes, and moved on with life. And there we go. Grayson had a fantastic time. And I think kids actually remember that type of stuff. They're like, yeah. you remember that time you let me jump in those mud puddles and things like that? I mean, I don't know what it is about how we're brought up that, you know, basically takes away from that childhood fun. Even, yeah. even yeah. again, we were on St. Thomas and he played in the rain and your mom thought, oh, he's going to get sick. Oh, like bring goodness. him. And I, saw, and I literally looked at her and I said, well, you get sick by germs, not the rain. And then she kind of looked at me like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to let you be I'm like, thank you. But yeah, so we which was kind of strange because we actually grew up taking showers in the that's room, what I that's what I said to you. I said I said, didn't y'all used to shower outside? Like, ain't that the same thing except you were naked? Like, isn't that worse <laughs> than Crucial. being with clothes on? But yes, I mean we kind of just let our kids be. So we like we let them be themselves. And then we kind of adjust accordingly. But at the same time, there's boundaries. There are certain things that they know they can and can't do, can and can't say, things like that. But I think that whole like constantly restrictive type of thing is not healthy overall for a child. Right. And so I feel like even though I'm the youngest and I feel like honestly my mom was just tired, the fact that she did not restrict me as much and kind of let me be in a sense, it actually made me better today than if she would have been that super strict type of parent with me. That was funny because we did, we literally had this same, well, conversation yesterday while driving because Tessa just way too strict in my own personal opinion. <laughs> and I'm not. Things. Oh, on certain things. And, it's a boundary. Um, and like for me, like for example, my um oldest son, he was like, yeah, you know, I want to go to the movies, some friends going. So I asking him, you know, Tessa, immediately when he come home, Who all that? excited. Tessa, <laughs> immediately, Tessa just jumps up and shuts it down. I and have a pin on my backpack that says, who all uh, going to be there? 
And me personally, I was like, oh, okay, well, what you guys thinking? And I said to him, I really don't know about you kids, like a bunch of kids. Like, can you be, I mean, y'all going to be up to no good. You know what I'm saying? I can imagine it right now. A bunch of little young kids in a the movie theaters just being loud and jumping. But they were also going to see a scary movie, a rated R movie. Yeah, so there's the screen. So there's, your screen. I, yes. was not, I was like, number one, you can't get into that. And he was like, oh, yeah, it was one of the kids' parents going to go, so we would be able to. I was like, I don't think that's a good movie for you to watch. However, for the movie thing, I would definitely be open to taking him and having a little bit. My my mom used to do that. Drop me off to the movies, pick me up at um, you know, when it was finished. And I would do that, but not Tessa. She would not have <laughs> No, I mean, first of all, I'm not dropping my kids off with just anybody. Like if I don't know you, then no, you're not dropping you off with a stranger at the end of the day. Like I'm just not. That's small that's small town uh thought process right there. Well, because we everybody knew everybody in Gretna. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And St. Thomas as well. We don't all know our kids' friends these days. We know of them because they talk about them. You see them here and there. Well, actually, with COVID, now you don't see them. Right. But um, I just believe in giving, in giving trust because you know. I mean, I trust our up, kids, but I don't it. trust all them around them. I can respect that though. I yes. can respect that for sure. That's where I kind of. That's, that's my that. boundary though. So like, I long leash parent in a sense, but I draw the boundary of like when they come into interaction with other adults other people or i'm like leaving them my responsibility is my children if i take that responsibility off myself and put it on someone else like that's where my boundary lies of like you know who are you are you a sex offender like i don't are you is a huge thing yes remember when we first 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 met I used to just let Lou run around in a store. This was a huge no-no for her. But now she lets Greg do that. I'm just like, no, you know. I do not in the same sense. I see him, so he can't just go all the way off somewhere. I don't know where he went. Like, he's still within my, like, arm's reach for the most part. Oh, see, Lou couldn't even go within arm. He just had to because the girls was always on her, near her. I don't mind. As long as I can see Lou, as long as I can see Gray. Actually, Gray tries to walk off. It, it, it's actually so ingrained in me. The oldest one be like, all right, can I go? I'm like, no, go away. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, oh, my mom lets me do it. I'm like, she's go. not five anymore. She's like, almost oh, 16. All right, well. So I do let go as they get, it's like age appropriate. But yeah, that, so yeah, for but me, that, yeah, all of these things. That, that goes back to, you know, um, you just adjust and learn yes. um, as you parent. Yes. So, and then as they get yeah. older, I adjust my thought processes yes. on. But it's very dangerous these days anyways. You know, kids, I mean, people just hijacking kids. I mean, yes. that's crazy. They're not like before anyways. Exactly. So I, I, I don't. And I then mean, on I, top of that, we had the conversation. I brought up the fact of, one, not knowing who friends are, or who parents are, things like that. In today's world. Even so, with the girls, of course, I have a certain type of protective barrier with them because they're girls and things like that. But we also have the open um, communications and conversations with them of like, if someone says something to you a certain way or someone starts following you, like, I've told them like what to do, things like they practice it at one point. <laughs> like, if someone grabs yeah, you, how, yeah. like, their scream is on point. Now, with the boys, I have a, it's a different type of protective. It's the same of like someone could still snatch them, but I don't yeah. really, that's not my first thought. My first thought with them is like, okay, I have to protect our black boys. 
I can't put them in certain situations when I don't know what the environment is like, because at the end of the day, someone could do something that has nothing to do with them, but because they're associated and, you know, that's just true. in today's that's, world, like lot, black boys are targeted. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. But, um, you know, I, I still it is a lot of stuff, <laughs> but I still don't I'm not going to take away from their childhood or from them having fun because I need to protect their every move. I just, you know, well, that's why there's balance. There's so Louis, right. the fun parent. <laughs> because because I grew up so restricted, you know what I'm saying. I feel I like you up, did it. Uh, actually, believe it or not, I actually did. But my stuff came out out of rebellion because oh, okay. my family, for some reason, believe in big secrets and restrictions. I'm gotcha. just like I'm an open guy. I tell my, I mean, I tell them age appropriate. Right, but, but if they ask you know, us questions, like direct questions, we are so honest with them. Yeah, I'm I mean, be, and even now, my mom still gave me the the. Uh, uh, not the tip. The she gives me the not guidance, but but anyway. So she tells me, you know, yeah, you shouldn't tell your kids about stuff or how. Oh, you advice. Oh, your, advice. Yes. Her advice. Her motherly advice. This seems good, <laughs> you know, about how you grew up and the things that you did. I'm like, no, I'm gonna tell them my story, age appropriate. I'm yes. gonna be like, you know, like extremely crucial details, but I'm gonna be like, you know, I've been through this and I've experienced this and. You know, I see this going this way. I hope it's not like that. And, you know, yeah. I, and I'm going to tell them, I'm not going to shelter them completely. You know, no. I yes. Although racism. I grew up pissed and I still am. <laughs> to be honest with you, to be frank. Let's unpack this. Yeah. I mean, I need to. But, yes. you know, um, uh, of, of things that, you know, was, you know, I was restricted on or kept a secret. And then you come to find out. Like, for example, here's a personal CCC family example. I mean, C family example. The kids, we was talking and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, kid, I'll be frank with you. You know, um, I know that y'all be cursing. I was talking to the middle kids. The middle kids hit, they hit different. (laughs) And they have a great relationship. Actually love their relationship. I just be clowning around with them. You know what I'm saying? And I said to them, I'll just be honest with you. I know y'all be cursing. In the beginning, it was like, oh, me, no, I don't curse. Then eventually they started, I mean, I do it, but with my friends. I mean, and I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I don't mind if you do it. Tessa comes out of nowhere. Why do do I always got to come out of nowhere? It's the question. You have to have just in the the corner hiding, waiting to pop up to crush everybody's spirit. Oh, well, I just was like. But it's okay. I'll play that role. Yeah, I was like, you know, I, I grew up like that. You know what I'm saying? I just have boundaries. You cannot, you know, use those words towards adults, towards your teachers, me, your parents. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, you want telling a story or using it. So now I don't mind, you know what I'm saying? Don't do it around little young kids because I know that they're doing it. I just have an issue with people that do stuff behind your back. But not in your face. I want you to be you. Who are you? Be open. I need to know. Who are you? A threat? You know what I'm saying? Like my Authentic son one self. Time was like, yeah, you know, he was talking about something. He was like, yeah, you know, I just told, you know, my mom, I just can't be myself around her because she's just so serious and so strict all the time. And I, I, I'm like both. I'm strict. But you have your your things. Like your boundaries. Yeah, but you gotta, there's also respect and kindness in between. I'm just not, I don't want you to, I just, 
honestly, guys, I just seen kids like parents who are so strict on them, and then the kids grow up rebelling like crazy, and I just don't want that. Yes, because think about kids that you were probably compared to growing up and where they are right now with from their strict parent than, you know, compared to you type of thing. So, Rough. yes. And so, I mean, for me, again, like I said, I was kind of, I grew up not really in a strict household, but um, I was able to be myself. But like with our kids, I feel like when they ask us questions, I answer them. I mean, they've asked me all types of crazy things. And one of them was like, hey, have you ever tried drugs before? <laughs> like they just, I mean, I, I love it. Drugs is a big thing. Yeah, but I, easy and accessible. but I love that they are comfortable to ask me these questions. So I feel like that even though I have certain boundaries or certain things that I don't really like, I like that we also have the relationship where they feel comfortable to ask me anything. And I answered them honestly. And I said, no. And then I actually did say to them, just put it on out there. I was like, actually, you guys, technically I lied. I said, I was on a girl's trip one time and this lady had an edible. It was a gummy. And I like go into the whole story and tell them about it. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah. So I told them the whole story, but they asked. And so I'm going to be honest and give the story because they are teenagers. They, yep. they're not dumb. And so, but for example. I mean, guys, believe it or not, your kids are aware of these things. They know all if the things. Really they probably know more than you. To talk to your kids like we do. Them cats tell us stuff that we don't even We're know. like, what? When they, when they really started school this year, or when the last year they started school, it was this back, year. This it school was year. like a shock for me because the oldest one was like, Yeah, do you know that people be going in the bathroom and doing cocaine? Yeah. I'm like, Like the text message I get what? from when they're at school, like, I'm like, 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 Yeah, you know, it's a kid, they just be vaping. I'm like, I mean, yeah. these type of things the were middle like schoolers. Real hush, hush, like, yeah, it was like after school type things. You see, like these young kids, like doing cigarettes or little weed, like, so, like it, it was so like hidden. Like, now they just out now here vaping, just out here, just like smoking on the way to school. I'm like, what? Yep, I'm like, y'all. So, yeah, I mean, I just believe in it. just being open, open communication, communication. Kids, and that's what I will say that because I've that was my one piece of advice I remember giving a friend. I think she had like her daughter was like maybe 10 or 11. And I said to her, I said, even though I'm in my 30s, I can still remember being a teenager like it was yesterday. And although I did have that long leash parenting, like the whole openness and the communication side of things, I did not have that at all. And if I feel, I feel like if I had that, I wouldn't have seeked things out in, you know, in the outside world, I would have kind of just went to my mom and asked her questions, things like that, versus trying to find it elsewhere. And so I was like, just keep that open communication with your kids. So they feel comfortable to ask you versus searching the internet for things. That's right. Because they have everything at their fingertips. Now, you know, back in the day, we had to like go looking under beds and (laughs) all the types of things for all the things. And now Kids can just Google stuff on their phone, even ask Siri or Alexa. I don't know. Yeah. Does Alexa do that? And but to, anyway, they can be, just ask. To be honest with you, they don't even need to be searching. Hop on TikTok and see. Oh my gosh. Little, they just find it. It's just, it's just in your face. Be, I mean, I remember TikTok being fun and I used to like being there with Gray and breaking some dances and it's like good family bonding time. Until you just be rolling. Just be rolling money your business. Boom, here goes this little maybe 10, 12-year-old girl with little booty shorts or something. Yep. 
Just shake it, hello, boom, boom. That's what Greg called him. <laughs> what is going on? I have to honestly, I have to take Greg off of that because he'd be there, like replaying the same video, watching his little girl. And number one, I'm like, when did white girls start having butts like this? Really? <laughs> no, very serious. But anyways, I digress. Right. I'm like, where are we going with this? But yeah, so. That's that is my that is a good thought though. It is, back, you know, back then that was a stereotype, but still, I mean, I it ain't there now. White girls got booties now. Apparently so. Apparently yes, so. I deleted TikTok I off my phone as well because I, I mean, Gray will find a way now. He's I like, oh shoot, booties on the phone, and he's six. And I actually like TikTok too because I mean it gives you a lot of like life hacks. These little kids be finding things, man, and coming out. You get the food stuff. It's so much stuff that could be decent, but it's very dangerous. I don't think it's for kids anymore. To no, be you. no. A friend did tell me, she said, oh, you know, actually, she can type in like a like dogs or something. And so I did that with Gray for a while. And then only if he only if he keeps scrolling, only like TikToks of animals or dogs, whatever you type in will show up. That worked for a little bit. But Gray is very smart. He's like, OK done with the dogs let me go to the for you page or whatever and just start scrolling yeah, around the for you page is the home page I no mean, i'm saying is... if you search if you type in if you push search and type in like oh, animals or dogs and then you start scrolling that's all you get yeah and so yeah, but he learned that, that lasted up. For like two or three year olds these kids they grow up with ipad yeah they, 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 they be in the womb watching you <laughs> right they're like oh, i know how to get off this next and i'm like oh, my so quick. I do not know how to maneuver the TV. That's our smart TV. I'll be still trying to figure that thing out. He's like, I got it. But yes. Give me that, Daddy. I, I, give, give it to me. I'll be like, here. You, you do this. Yes. But I think with, with us and having a blended family now in today's world, we have learned so much and have so many tools yeah. that we have pretty good relationships, I feel like, throughout with all of our kids and versus in the beginning in the beginning it was very hard it was very hard to know our places with each child and how to when to parent how to parent what the boundaries are and things like that so i my advice is if you are a blended family and you're listening to this is that you have the conversation like have an intentional conversation not just in passing just like oh you know when you did or if a situation happens maybe not even talk about it then because there could be feelings involved and it could be heated, things like that. I've learned that too. Like when things happen, trying to have those parenting conversations then aren't the best times. Actually take an intentional time and have the conversation and say, hey, so what does parenting a blended family look like to you? What role do you feel comfortable playing? What is your expectations of my role or your role? And actually kind of break that down and then practice it. And just yeah. know that once you start doing this, it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, no. it took us years and we're still learning yep. to kind of get in a rhythm. I honestly feel like this last year or two, we finally kind of got into a somewhat of a rhythm of things. And, you know, we've been together, what, eight years at this point, eight, nine years. And this last year too, as far as when it comes to like blending our family, we finally kind of got a rhythm to it. So just know that it takes time. We knew that when we got remarried, that the statistics of us getting a divorce was what? What was it? It was in like the 90 something percent. It was, it was hella high. high. And we were like, you know the, you know, we might you as well get the, divorced before we get married. Exactly. Looking at these stats. You know the actual marriage already challenging. Can you imagine 
bringing enough. bringing I mean, in kids. Way higher. Yeah. Way higher. Cause you, cause you, cause you know, you're already coming into um, another family. That's already established. Yeah. Like you both have your own individual established yep. families and then you're putting them together and trying to melt them together. Yep. And each person is trying to do what they did when before they were with you. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, or honestly, 10 times out of 10 for the most part, does not work. No. You have no. to set new foundation for your new family and new, like, you know, rules or new expectations for your new family. That's and that right. doesn't mean you can't bring in some of the things that you did prior to being with them, but you make your new family, your new traditions, your new dynamics. You just gotta learn how, how to how to approach how to approach the situation. I I will be, you know, you know, if you ever heard me if, talk, I am a direct person, and I will be honest with you. I came in and definitely destroyed the relationship. Mainly because my feelings was hurt. I just came in thinking because I never had an issue with kids. I could I could connect with whoever. Put me I I actually call myself a chameleon. Put me in hood spots. I'll be comfortable. Put me with bad people. It don't matter. I I've been in all type of atmospheres. However, I came into this relationship thinking you just give these little girls a bunch of love and it's gonna be easy. I did that and they're like, oh hell no. Who? <laughs> Right, they would not with it. Shut me down. It hurt my feelings. So then, in turn, I turned my feelings, and I shut down, and that just created a whole mess. And then I had to relearn that it's, you know, I'm saying it's a new man, it's a new person. They have a father, their father. I mean, you gotta be patient. Yes. When it comes to a blended family, you got to be very patient. And I'll tell you one thing. my first advice that Tessa does not like, but I think is a great advice, and I even tell the girls, you know what I'm saying? Like when you start dating, you you want to make sure you take your time, you make the right decision. Don't, you know, don't be re- I'm not saying a microwave man or woman or anything like it's that. It's a crap pot. But you have to, because, you know, you can find a, a, a person and grow together and stuff like that. But my suggestion is, don't get into a blended family. But if you do, I got a lot. <laughs> we got tools for you. You're right. I do say that I don't like that because I'm like, well, then you wouldn't have met me. But I mean, I get where you're coming from. So I let yeah. you be when you say that. But we do because, we do appreciate sure our kids well. like, you know, picking your spouse is very important. Like it, can, like he, mm-hmm. Lou always says, the guy that you worked with says it'll, or used to work with, said it can make or break you. And that is very yeah. true. And so we do try to kind of model a good relationship in front of them. I mean, I feel like we have a good relationship anyway, but we model one so that way that they see it and they know what to look for. But we also say to them, hey, you guys know firsthand blending a family is hard. Mm -hmm. So if you can stay with your first spouse and choose wisely first, you know, of course, not just stay in a relationship just because, but choose wisely and build together. You won't have to go through the things we went through, but. I feel like for us, we did not have resources mm-hmm. like when in the beginning of our relationship, which actually Definitely kind of not. fueled this, you know, blending in business things from the start was yes. like, you know, there's no tools, not no, but there's limited tools and there resources is, yeah. out there for blended families. And there's so many blended families, but I feel like they don't have the chance that the traditional family has because they don't have the same resources and tools that the traditional family has. That is, that is. You are on it. 
Yes. It's very accurate. I mean, it, even even when it comes down to like chores or, or having them do stuff, I mean, it's they're just different when the actual biological parent tells them to do something than when stepdad or stepmom tells them to do something. You know what I'm saying? It just hits different, even if you say it in the same way. I mean, it it, it it could it could easily create certain things and certain you know certain feelings you know. Yes. So And I grew up in a blended family on you know both sides. <clears throat> My parents both remarried, and it was difficult. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I, I didn't um, because um, you know I mean I didn't grow up without a dad, but it also wasn't blended. The cool thing, though, I mean, based on 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 our discussion i don't want you guys to think that hey you know we we like setting the kids up for failure their marriage must work because we also tell them you don't want to stay in an unhealthy marriage um and, and we break down what unhealthy is unhealthy is isn't oh i wanted to go buy um a purse but you know you know i couldn't that's that's <laughs> I don't call that unhealthy. That's, I mean, it could be. It could be. (laughs) To an extent. Yeah, it could be. But um, for the most part, that's more of a, you know, let's get together. Because, I mean, I just know so much people that would, well, I'm going to just go get a job because he's not going to tell me where to spend my money. She's not going to tell me. And that's a a lot. This discussion. Right. That discussion is hard. Yes, but it must be done. But a lot of that is your upbringing and what you saw your, how your parents interact with each other and then you pretty much you replicate that yeah. and so i actually told the girls this because they're older i said you know if when you guys find that person and that person feels like they want to spend the rest of their lives with you my advice to you is to do extensive premarital counseling yep yeah. With someone who you feel comfortable with that's actually giving you good advice because all advice is not created equal you know, you can't just go to just your, the first pastor you see and say, hey, can you counsel us? And That's that doesn't right. mean his counsel is going to be great and or great for you and your relationship. So I jokingly did tell my oldest, I'm like, I will pay for you to go to like the best of the best counseling prior to getting married. Because I feel like that healing and those conversations, even if they're tough, yep. definitely helps <clears throat> prior to getting married, prior to having children, like healing in those spaces makes you better in those spaces absolutely i agree with that 100 percent. that's that's actually very important and very very good advice and, <laughs> and we started uh, um doing that but ours was not that great to be honest with you it was not the best we had to learn as we go and we're still learning yeah the but learning does not we, stop we yep yep we we are still doing what we need to do to uh to move forward for yes. sure so my top tips from this episode would be be open with your kids and be honest with them. When they ask you questions, answer it honestly. Of course, it, depending on the age of how far into detail you go. And so you know what's best ultimately for your family, for your kids. But also is to heal in, or tell your children to heal in these spaces prior to getting into that space. So heal in the space of relationships or expectations prior to getting married, heal in the spaces of childhood or childhood trauma, things of that nature, prior to having children. Those would be my top ones. Mine as a guy would be something that I've been practicing, which 
people don't like it, but they understand it. Actually, the successful people do do relate to this because um, I think that's where I picked it up from. I would say literally have no expectations to little expectations. Little to no expectations. Which is what I have in in the relationship, I think. That thing, personally, that's what helped Tessa and I's relationship. And Tessa doesn't like when I say that. <laughs> I don't. However, um, it, it, you know, you know, expectations is what causes, you know, anger and just issues and stuff like that. And so that that's what that's that's just what you know what how I learned to cope with things in in the in the household when it comes to the kids because, for example. I could definitely go and tell Greg, listen, you need to go wash them towels because you just need to, okay? And he's going to be like, all right, Dad, cool. I mean, do you want to help me? Or or he going to like say something like, I don't want to right now. And I'll be like, you got to do it. But I can't, you cannot do that with your blended kids, man. Them cats going to be like that. And they possibly will do it, but then they're going to be pissed about it. And for some reason, they're going to hold on to this for a minute. So, um, I, you know, it's all about the delivery. Yep. And the delivery too. But even with the delivery, I'm telling you, even with the delivery, they're going to still feel it's It's going to be different. It's going to be a pull that when you tell your biological kid something. So my, you know, my thing would be that, you know, have, um, um, no expectations to little expectations, have grace, be very patient. Um, um, and practice, practice um, uh, giving more than receiving. Uh, you definitely end up giving way more than you receive. But um, well, when you're the bonus parent, yeah. And um, the the good thing about it is that eventually, though, uh, I've always heard that they 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 would you know they'll pick up on what you've been doing. So just be oh kind yeah, they're watching. And, just, and and um try try to maintain you know uh. uh a good attitude while while doing it um yeah i think that that's that would be my my those your tips all right that's my tips well we hope you guys enjoy this episode if you have any topics that you want us to chat about feel free to reach out to us through the blended and business facebook page we also have a website up now blendedandbusiness.com um or on instagram at blended and business feel free to share it on your stories and tag us And also subscribe so you get a notification every single time we drop a new episode. By the way, shout out our kids. They're all fantastic. Oh, my gosh. People, man. Yes. They're doing their best uh, dealing with us and helping us figure things out. And us helping them and figure things out. We're we're rocking and rolling. We literally literally said yesterday, we're we're actually really blessed. Like, we have some really great kids. Amen to that. Yes. um, In all aspects, all of them. Yes. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Peace out.